I guess the next uh, relatable thing I could talk about would would be beauty going off of love. Um, if we say what we love is, I guess we would say everything we love is beautiful to us. Not necessarily to everyone because the age-old axiom is uh, beauty is in the eye of the holder. Um, but beauty to each and every one of us is, is in itself unique. Because I see beauty in certain things uh, differently from the way my sister sees beauty, differently from the way my friends, differently from the way you see beauty. Beauty to me is it's it's a feeling. It's a it's a sensation. It's it's not something we can particularly articulate. Uh, but I'm gonna try to. So if we say a lot of the times we use beauty pretty. Uh, excessively in life but um true beauty again i said is not very articulatable so i guess my example would be um looking at a painting and it's aesthetically pleasing um it's a good painting and a lot of people might say might, might immediately go ah that's beautiful that might be their first instinctual reaction when they see something that that looks pretty that's beautiful that's their reaction that's their first comment that's their first thought but to me, um, as again I said, beauty is a feeling, is a series of sensations. It's, it's something you feel, you don't articulate. So if I were to look at a painting and truly deem it as beautiful, I would look at that painting and say, oh, mm. and I'd have that moment of a pause and then go in my head and realize, oh, that sensation, that kind of epiphany, epiphany I just had, that was, I was feeling beauty. Um, it's, it's, I feel like true beauty is not something we would immediately realize. We don't go look at beautiful things, true, truly beautiful things and say, oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I can tell that's beautiful. No, um, true beauty is something we, we just feel deep within us. It's, it's liberating. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a tingling sensation. Um, it's, it's freeing. It's, it's ineffable it's not something we fully understand ourselves um and i think that's that every time we encounter beauty it's it's like an event for us maybe a big event or maybe a small event um if i look across the room and i see this beautiful uh person beautiful girl maybe I would have a realization and then maybe a moment of a pause and say, oh, she's beautiful. I would do the same for maybe uh, seeing a great landscape. Uh, maybe when I was, for me, when I was on the Great Wall of China uh, this past summer and I reached the top and I just looked across, you know, all of all of the places I just climbed up and I saw the trees and I saw the never ending wall because it's a pretty long wall because you didn't know the Great Wall of China and I could see the sky was uh, clearer than usual I think it might have actually rained in, in certain parts but it, it didn't look as foggy as it usually did and when you're high up and I just had this kind of a gasp kind of a, a breath taken away as you would, uh, 
as you would say, you know, get your breath taken away and you see this beauty, you realize it. I didn't immediately go, oh, that's, you know, that's beautiful. I had a, oh, stop and pause and then realize, oh, that's beautiful. So love and beauty, I, I guess I don't, I don't really know if I've answered the question of, of what the hell they are. You know, what is love? What is beauty? Um, but that's just my, my understanding of, of these two concepts, these pretty two heavy concepts. Um, now I will say, give a little quick, probably a little too much information about my personal love life, but I did say I was going to talk about it. But um, last year uh, was kind of my uh, my my attempt at putting myself out there in terms of relationships. You know, um, I'm 19 years old and I've never had a, I've never been in a proper relationship. And so last semester I had this kind of epiphany and said, hey, maybe, maybe I should uh, try to uh, find, I guess, love. Um, and I thought find, maybe finding a relationship would be the best situation for me. And um, what I realized in my attempt to be, get in a relationship, I, of course, got rejected several times. What I realized was I was forcing it, well, first of all, I was forcing it too much, and second of all, I didn't realize how important it was to love yourself first before you can expect someone else to love you. Um, because there's a whole lot of weight to that to that sentence I just said. Um, there's a lot of weight to it. There's... um. Self-confidence issues, self-esteem issues. Uh, you can look at it as a way of of truly needing a partner. Do I really need to find that other half to feel whole? It's it, it bears the weight of of learning how to be whole by yourself. A lot of independence, and I guess that was guess a concept I was battling for the last few months of 2018. Because I thought I thought what I needed at that time was to be in a relationship. I thought that would help me uh, better understand who I was um, and better understand love in of itself. Uh, I guess the con- concept I never really felt with through people outside of my family and and close friends. And I guess the realization I had um, in that attempt to find love on Tinder, which is by the way not a great way. To find love, but uh, what I learned was was the um, independence aspect and learning to love myself, uh, self care, self love. I guess that's what I have inevitably found. Instead of a a girlfriend, which well, I guess I'm okay with, because um, again, I'll repeat this uh phrase that I find so endearing and so reassuring is that. You have to learn to love yourself before you can expect anyone else to love you. You have to learn to love yourself before you can expect love from someone else. And then I guess that kind of brings me to my final question, final little blurb, because I've been just talking to myself in this room, in my dorm room for around 20 minutes now. So I guess the the, the final question I have is, what makes us deserving of love and beauty? Uh, what makes us worthy 
to perceive love, what makes us worthy to have beauty in our lives, what makes us deserving of these amazing sensations, amazing concepts. And I don't know. I don't know what makes us worthy of love, what makes us worthy of beauty. And it's a it's it's a question that's always gonna be in the back of my head. Um because again, when you feel beauty, when you feel that sensation of how great it feels, when you feel love, unconditional and, and true, the pure love, uh there's a part of part of myself that will always ask, um, what made me deserving of such great things in life? And part of answering that question for me is just to live a good life, live a just life, and be a quality human being to people on this earth. And I guess that's how I justify finding love for myself and finding beauty for myself. So, I don't know if anyone... (laughs) Listen this far, 20 minutes of just me rambling on about God knows what I even said. Uh, Something about love and beauty, I suppose. But um, I appreciate anyone who did listen this far. It's going to be a long journey for me in building this podcast. If you did listen this far, please uh, send me a message or something and just tell me, Hey... I don't understand what love and beauty is either. Um, and I guess that's it. That's uh, my first or my first official podcast for 2019, Love and Beauty. Thank you for listening and have a great year. Bye. Hello, people of the world. This is Jeff Wang, and you're listening to my podcast, The Jeff Wang or I guess the Jossum Life podcast, kind of based off of my blog. Um, if you know who I am, well, most of the people, well, if anyone's even listening to this, you probably know who I am. But um, uh, I write a daily blog called the called the Jossum Life, which is kind of based off of my name, Jeff Allen Wang, and just awesome. Uh, and I wanted to branch off of that instead of just writing every day, which um, after 400 plus days kind of just got a little mundane in terms of how in-depth I got with the concepts I wrote about, I wanted to start this podcast. Um, Now, I don't really have a structure for this podcast. As you can see, I'm basically just rambling on. Uh, You can listen, or if I get boring, please feel free to turn away. But one of my 2019 goals was to uh, make at least 10 podcast episodes. Now, the varying degrees of quality will be varying. Um, <laughs> but um, much like my blog, when I first started, it is, the most important thing was just to start instead of overthinking it. Because I have been overthinking about this podcast idea for over a year. Now, this is officially... Technically, this is the second episode I've ever done for this podcast, but officially, I'd say this is my first episode, Um, and I'm going to talk about two very kind of heavy concepts, um, love and beauty. Now, these two concepts are 
Mm, I I really don't understand them. I honestly don't. But um, I guess this is my interpretation of them based off of the 19 years I've been on this planet. I'll try to take a stab at these two concepts, and I'll try to explain them with a little help from my friend, philosopher friend Plato. Um, I've been reading a lot of Plato um, for class and also just out of curiosity, love of wisdom, because I love learning. Um, I'm going to talk about Plato, and I'll talk a little bit about my personal experiences with love and beauty. Uh, Maybe talk about my first ever Tinder experience and dating relationships. And um, just based off of what I've learned in school, um, I'm a humanities minor, so I do a lot of intensive reading about humanities-related stuff, so I'll try to draw from those things and try to con- uh, tackle these two concepts. So first off, let's look at love. Um, you know, what the hell is love, right? No one, you know, we say we love a lot of things. We say uh I love you to our family, maybe to our significant others. We love certain things in life. Maybe I love my iPhone. I love certain books, maybe even TV shows, our passions. We love, I love playing basketball. I love performing magic. But the weight that is carried behind this word love is pretty, pretty, um, elusive i would say um so in plato in his book uh the symposium where all these bunch of characters several characters kind of are they're drinking they're having a good time and they all get up taking turns talking about love um there's this character in the symposium called aristophanes if i'm not mistaken and his concept of love was that in back in the day um Humans didn't look like what we look like right now. Humans had uh, four legs, four arms, and two heads. And they were kind of these round, round creatures, right? Uh, and they were rolled around, you know, just kind of rolling around the earth. And they they were a lot more feisty than we humans are now. I mean, well, humans can be pretty feisty now. But back then, these rolling around, forehead, two-headed, four-armed, four-legged people... Um, and they kind of rebelled. Like, they tried to climb up to the top of Olympus, and they kind of rebelled against the gods. And Zeus didn't like this. So he wanted to kill all the humans. He was ready to zap us with this lightning, with his lightning bolts. But he didn't want to give up um, the sacrifices humans made, you know, the uh, tributes, the rituals, uh, the sacrifices of goats and whatever and animals. So he turned his lightning bolt setting to stun instead of kill. And he shot these humans and split us all in half. So now, now instead of having two heads, four arms, four legs, we now look like we do now with one head and, and two arms, two legs. Regular humans that we look like right now. And and then Aristophanes says so the concept of love here, love in terms of a significant other, is that we are literally in search of our other half. You know, that's kind of where the age-old saying of when we're in love with our partner, we feel whole, you know. So that was Aristophanes' concept of love. Uh, we're literally searching the earth for our other soulmate, our other half, Um now, some of the characters had 
uh, problems with this because they didn't think that they just didn't agree with the concept. You know, um, the story sounded sounded great. You know that we have this other half that we're searching for, but they just weren't pleased with this idea. And I think I don't remember who, but overall, the concept of the best concept of love that was conveyed in the symposium was uh, this ladder of love, Plato's ladder of love, I would call it. Um, and there's six six steps to this ladder, six rungs. And the first step of love for a significant other is physical love, you know, uh, our physical desires. So sexual, uh, biological love, desire for physical beauty. Um, it's kind of that getting struck with a physical urge to love another person's uh, physical attributes. And that's the first step. Now, the second step is realizing that not that the person you love their physical beauty isn't the only physical beauty in the world um and the analogy i like to best use is uh picking a rose um if we inherently say all roses are beautiful but if you uh take care of a specific rose and you learn to love not just for the rose of its its physical attributes, but you learn to love all roses. All roses are beautiful, but the rose you picked is special to you. And that kind of leads us to the third step. So after you, first step is physical love. Second step is loving all physical bodies, realizing that all physical humans are beautiful and the, and the person you love isn't technically unique, not, not in terms of their physical attributes, leading us to the third step of love, which is loving of the soul. And in modern day, you would say personality, right? Um, loving someone for the personality. And at this step is where you realize that um, it doesn't necessarily matter um, what they look like anymore to you because your love isn't for their physical uh, sexual desire. It's more for their personality and their soul now. The next step is, is the fourth step is realizing that this beauty of the personality, this beauty of soul kind of exists in all things. So this is where we begin to love the beauty of of dancing, the beauty of of performing arts, the beauty of music, the love of science. You know, these are, are these are things. There's beauty in things, and then after that, we have the love of concepts. The fifth set, the love of concepts. Literally realizing that you know. Uh, beauty itself is is beautiful or or loving the idea of faith or or um uh, any abstract concept you can think of you know justice truth honesty and then the final ladder um is is beauty itself is is just loving pure beauty in in every sense of the world it's kind of a transcendent moment i guess um in a religious aspect, you would say this is the uh, enlightenment phase or uh, kind of this realization of God is just pure beauty. And that Plato's Ladder of Love is kind of the getting to that final step of, of pure beauty. Loving all beauty, all of humanity is, is his perfect definition of, of what love is. 
Um, I I do like this analogy. I do like the ladder because it 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 does explain a lot of things. Um, you know, sometimes when you ask your friends, is it vain to like someone simply because uh you find them physically attractive? And before, when I was younger, I would think, oh yeah, that's it's completely vain. You have to love uh the person for who they are. You know, personality overlooks. But now we have this ladder, this, these kind of steps, kind of realizing that no, no, like the the first step of love is is that physical attraction. Um, we need to, we can't just skip that part and go straight to loving their personality. Now, of course, once we do get to that personality aspect, everything below. Uh, personality kind of doesn't matter as much, but we do need that first foundation of of love. Uh, so when people ask me now, um, you know, physical attraction, how important is that in building a long lasting, healthy relationship? Well, I say it's it's very important. It's the first step towards longer lasting love. If we want to transcend all the way up to beauty and beauty of all things, we need that first rung of physical attraction. Um. And that kind of keeps my, I guess, my vanities in check as well as uh, just realizing that um, people I find physically attractive might not find me physically attractive, but that's totally fine because, um, and, and it's not vain to have that physical attraction if we look at it in that sense. So Plato's Ladder of Love, that's the general um, uh, best I guess best theory that was presented in Plato's Symposium, and it's it's something I kind of uh, reference very much nowadays. Even though I might not completely grasp the the analogy, because you know whoever understands everything in philosophy. Now I want to talk a little bit about um, beauty. 